Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Y'all I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Talk your talk, Huli. <laughs> talk your talk. out the stone wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Yeah, man. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast brought to you by Buffalo Rumblers on the Buffalo Rumblers Vidcast Network presented by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at PicassoPizza.net. What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up, Sarah? What's up? I'm sorry. How you all doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not used to being on the other end of, on this show, so I'm used to talking shit in the comments. Use my language, but I'm used you to talking it. my crap in the in the comments. So you good? I was I, for, before this. I was listening to uh, Black Album, so I was already like Jay Z. I was already <laughs> in the space. Then every time I hear my intro, my man Huli, he he just went in on it. Some of the stuff he say, I'm like, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. So I just yeah. be in my I be in my vibe with it. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Code of Conduct. It's your boy Jay Spencer King, representing that Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, and and um we got a we got a fun show. My homegirl Gab Gowdy is in the building. Not yet. She'll be here in a few. Uh, we're gonna be talking about. I get this this <laughs> this this opposite of hell game that y'all about to have this no whatever we're gonna talk about that uh but but before we do sarah what's up man what what, what happened this past <sighs> time you was you was there you were I was there. there i was there unfortunately um i should say fortunately to begin with because through three quarters i thought wow this is a team we had been waiting to see again over the last couple of weeks and we were seeing it and uh, you know, a couple of mistakes and, you know, I, I think we missed Edmonds a lot in, uh, the second half. And unfortunately, you know, we all saw what happened at the end of the third quarter heading into the fourth quarter. But I mean, to have that lead in the third quarter and to just let it evaporate like that, you could just feel 
every the air getting sucked out of everyone. It was ridiculous. You know what happened in the third quarter, right? What do you mean? You know, you know what we was missing oh, in the third I, quarter. That's right? what I said. I said I, we were I missing know. Tremaine. I know. I just I had think... to do it again. I just had to do it again because that's my dog. And I, I think that I was actually uh, on Twitter earlier talking about it. I think that the eighty-one yard, you know, touchdown would have never happened if he was on the field. They beat so. listen, all season. Matter of fact, not just all season. Uh, so I've been doing podcasting now. This is my third season, but like second year because it failed kind of like that. So it, I'm gonna just tell you, like for three seasons now, people been people been fronting on me when I've been talking about what Tremaine Edmonds means to this team. And they're like, oh, but he doesn't make the splash play. And he doesn't get the interceptions when he's supposed to. And he doesn't get sex. And he doesn't, all of this. Like, they give me the two-finger mm-hmm. on the table action. Like, he doesn't. That's the energy they give me. Yeah. But the thing is, when he's out, then you see how they're throwing all over the middle. You see how their tight ends just kind of do what they want to do. You see how the run game is ridiculous. You don't see, I mean, come on. Like, I, I'm not going to, listen, listen. Tremaine. Yeah. Okay. I just I just want y'all to respect it. And then and then on top of it, I bet I bet somebody now wants to re-up my dog 21. I bet somebody now wants to pay Jordan Poyer uh because when he's not in the game, and I know, okay, he's injured this year. I'm gonna tell you what, you look at his career. This is the first year he's had these injuries. I don't want to hear it. My dog Tremaine and my dog Tremaine and my dog Jordan. Okay. Let's 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 be real about this. Let's be real about this. Jordan yeah. Poyer, I love Cam Lewis. Everybody knows I love Cam. Cam is my dog. When I tell you I love Cam, I love Cam like, you know what I mean? Like, like he's, I love Cam like family. Cam is a good dude. His, um, his fiance is a beautiful, I already married now, I actually need to, but beautiful person. His fam, like great people. He's no Jordan Poyer. Damar Hamlin, he's no Jordan Poyer. Jaquan Johnson, He's no Jordan Poyer. And what happens is when you're used to you're used to all pro level play, because even the year before he made all pro. So before last season, he was playing at that level. And it was just like, why y'all keep overlooking him? Right. What's... That was the argument two years ago. Yeah. So so now why where are you at when it I mean, I know where you at, but I got to ask <laughs> people, where are you at when it comes to my man Jordan? No, I've been saying that we should re-up him for forever now. And the same thing with Tremaine. I feel like we need to figure out how to sign him. Um, I would have actually been a little bit more on the the side of Tremaine than Oliver. I kind of still am. Oliver had a great game yesterday, but I still am at that position right now that Poyer and Edmonds is more important than Oliver. Um, I feel like we have enough depth at, at uh, D tackle that we don't need we don't really need to to overextend ourselves with uh, with Oliver. So I think we need to pay Jordan and we need to figure out how to get Edmonds back. See, my only, so my issue with Oliver is, you know, it's, I mean, it's the argument that everybody has every year. Like if you had to pay one and you don't pay this one and pay, but Oliver, I feel like as much as we all love, I love Oliver. Like, I mean, I really love Oliver, but the thing is when you, when you really look at when guys are in and when guys are out, the impact they have on the game, to me, that's how I level it. I don't level it by who, he could be and the potential that we all see in him and the way we love him on and off the field. I'm looking at literally how the game looks when he's in versus how it looks when he's out. Ed Oliver, he's a talented guy. Like he's going to be good in this league for a long time. He's going to be good. But yeah. when he's out, we still seem to have the same level. We of have play. The it's a, yeah. yeah. It's a similar level of play. When Poyer is out, we notice it. We've noticed. Yeah. 
this yep. Sunday when Tremaine went out, we've noticed it. So, uh, look, I ain't going to tell y'all what to, what to think, but I'm going to just tell y'all what I think. Get my guys extended. Yeah. I don't yeah, the narrative. Yeah. The narrative was, you know, we couldn't stop the run, but realistically, we they had 25 yards through three quarters, you know, middle of three quarters. So it it was when he went out and then they had they ripped off the 81 yard run. And then the fourth quarter, we couldn't stop anything. So I honestly think that we missed Tremaine in, in the second half. So. I mean, I mean, I just feel like you preaching is what I feel like if you saying <laughs> anything positive about Tremaine. And it's like normally and, you know, normally I wanted to do is that I don't say anything um, too positive about PFF because I feel like a lot of times um, they're I, and I said this before. I think a lot of things that they post is to get certain fan bases, including the Bills fans, <laughs> to just be angry and kind of get some engagement. I understand that. But today they posted that Tremaine had the highest grade highest, defensively. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, again, I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, pat him on the back too much because, again, I, I feel how I feel about PFF. But everybody who who covers defense or everybody who grades defense has Tremaine in the top three this weekend for the game that he played. If he would have stayed in, I just there's nothing that makes me believe that the Vikings would have won. Now, that's not to take nothing against the, uh, nothing away from the Vikings. I feel like the Vikings did Justin Jefferson. Holy crap. Can we talk about Justin? Je and I know this is a Bills, you know what I mean? Like, this is a Bills yeah. show. But Justin Jefferson is unworldly. Like, that dude is just, that dude is amazing. Well, I think we had the two best wide receivers out on that field yesterday, so or Sunday. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate that Justin's uh, Jefferson's catch is going to outdo Diggs' catch. But Diggs' catch was just as amazing. Uh, and it'll be overlooked now because, you know, Jefferson's catch was equally, if not, a you know, a little bit more. Um, but, you know, it all comes down to Cam Lewis not not batting that freaking ball down. So it's frustrating there. I mean, to to really I we I rewatched the game today, which I hated to do, but uh, it felt good doing it um, to kind of see how good we played through three quarters. So. Well, OK. All right, uh, we we can talk a little bit more about that later. I want to come back around to the Vikings game. Before I bring my my guest in for the evening, um, I do want to shout out my man Buffalo Freddy. He's in the comments. Shout out to my man Dan Freddy. If y'all need any barbecue, if y'all need any parties, I know it's cold right now. We're gonna talk about that cold. It's cold right now. I don't think Gab is coming to Buffalo no more. If she does, I got nothing but respect and love for Gab if she makes this trip. But. I know it's party time still. Buffalo is a party city. Talk to my man, Dan. He has everything you need from bounce houses to the tents to chairs and tables and just everything that you can need. He got popcorn machine. Like the man got the man got T-shirt guns. He could you could shoot the T-shirts into the holla at my man, Buffalo Freddy. Um, I'll, I'll have his number. He said, hey, Spence, what's up? I'll have his number posted up here in a minute. So if you need anything, give my man a call. But ladies and gentlemen, I am bringing in my guest of the evening, along with Sarah, Miss Gab Gowdy of the Unsportsmanlike Conduct Pod. What is going on, Gab? Hey, guys. How are you? What's up? I'm good. How you been? You know, I've just been living it up in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> I don't know. if I don't know how to take that. Is that, is that a good... It's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. We have fun here sometimes. Yeah, I love Cleveland. Cleveland was like a, when I was living in Buffalo. It was like a second home to me. I was out there often. Uh, how's your calves doing? I'm not too up on the NBA um, right now. Well, they were really, really, really high, and now they're kind of like a little injured. So they're they're taking a step back, but they're still playing well. But it's a long mm -hmm. season. We got a lot of games. 
Sarah, Sarah's a Heat fan. She's, she's I am. Yeah. 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 I'm down south, down in Fort Lauderdale. So I've been nice. a Heat fan for, for quite a while now. Yeah, I like the Heat. I like Tyler Hero. Yeah. yeah I like we Jimmy actually, Butler. We had a great game last night, so I'm excited. Uh, you know, we have one. We pull one out once in a while. So Butler had a, a game-winning block, so that was cool. Yeah, I like Jimmy. Uh, I want to try his coffee. <laughs> I do. He does. I did see that. He was, and yeah. like, when they were in the bubble was when he first started doing like the promotions and stuff for that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it. I'm a coffee drinker. I, I love Sarah. Be like so. Sarah's now gotten me on this other um, Starbucks. C- concoction because i don't even think it's like a normal drink you have to, like, <laughs> what do you get what's the order uh what? it's just with the extra with extra sweet cream cold foam on top Ooh, of it delicious yeah, yeah, that's good. It's yeah. It. now it's like everything i order it doesn't matter what i order i'm getting the cold foam yeah. it's happening Cavs heat play this sunday yes yep. what what a day what a day for us <laughs> so it'll be Cavs heat and, yeah. and then we got the Man, i'm gonna have to do two losses in a day again i can't keep doing this stuff <laughs> Are you are you going to Buffalo? I don't think I can. I don't think I can make it there. I think you can make it, but I mean, like, I don't think so. I mean, if you drive, maybe depends if you go around the system. But I'm flying in on Saturday, and that's if my flight doesn't get canceled. So, right? I just it, what forty inches of snow? Yeah, I mean, they're saying I, anywhere from twelve to to you know four feet. So twelve yeah, inches to four feet. It's like yeah, either end of the spectrum. I'd be driving there, and on Monday I have to be back early. I saw some so, stuff um, that just made me want to puke. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I, I didn't. I didn't want to. No. I, I, <laughs> so, a, a wise man. I'm telling you, a wise man. Earlier, <laughs> like a few years ago, actually, was like my cutoff to go home to watch Bills games is the end of October. I'm the wise man, and when you see this, look at this. Look at this filth. Look. Look yeah. at this disgusting filth. No. No, Gab. No. I'm not going. I'm not going. Okay. I'm not freaking going. <laughs> but I wanna. Going. Did that I just say go. four to six feet? Yeah. That just said four to six. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think. Oh, I don't think my flight's happening, and that means that I will end my consecutive game streak at thirty, which would really be sad to have the weather be the reason why I'm. I'm. I'm not going to a game. Like this was the one <sighs> game out of all the shitty things. Can I say that on here? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out of all the did, so. all the shitty things that have been happening to my football team forever, this is the one thing I was looking forward to going to, and not even for that team, just for the party. Yeah. Well, now, I was going to bring that up because obviously everybody here and everybody who listens to or watches the Code of Conduct, they, they're familiar with you from, I mean, everybody knows Gab, but they're familiar with you from previously when you were on the show and you went to the Bills Patriots game when, in the playoffs when it was like zero. Degree. So yeah. other extreme <laughs> weather, um, See, but that's not as easy, much. though. Like you, I can do that. Yeah, I, can I can't make do it the- there. I can't do either one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't do. It. No, I, I already told Sarah. I was like, I'm that person. I'm 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 at the room or I'm in the house with the air on. I mean, with the heat on, like 90, waiting for that game to be over. It's over with. So, but so you you made the trip before with extreme weather. Yes. This time you might not go. But I wanted to ask you because, like, I feel like I've been seeing. And Sarah said the same thing earlier when we were prepping for the show. There's been a lot of people talking about how they feel like the run game. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying that wrong. I've, a lot of people are look, thinking about how they feel like this favors the Bills, even though both teams typically are in cold climates like this. I, I for one, actually think this favors your team because of the run game. I think you you have the 
the more dominating run game. And I just think, you know, especially what we've seen over the last couple of weeks now, um, I just think that favors the Browns. What's your opinion on that? And then Sarah, does anything ever favor the Browns? (laughs) I'm going to be honest. So does anything ever favor them? This is like the combo that everyone was having this year. They're like, maybe get a new stadium. You guys are getting a new stadium. We are in the talks of it. And everyone's like, get a dome, get a dome, get a dome. And then the Browns fans are like, well, the weather always helps us win ever. Has anything ever helped the Cleveland Browns? I can't recall time. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe the snow will. What do you think, Sarah? Cause I don't, I think the run game actually benefits them. Well, I mean, when you look at Chubb and Hunt, I would think that it would as well. But then after the game that they had on Sunday with, um, watching the dolphins run all over them, uh, I was actually surprised. I mean, I think the dolphins almost had 200 yards, uh, on Cleveland on Sunday. So, if we could figure it out, then I think, you know, the Bills could, you know, I think Josh Josh might have just as many rushing yards as, you know, as Singletary and, uh, and Cook. But, you know, if we could figure it out, uh, we could probably be just as uh, effective on the ground. Uh, we just, like I said, got to figure it out. Um, I know that the Browns, after the game they had Sunday, they probably are going to try to figure out the run game. But, um you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that, uh, you know, we both are used to playing in the snow. So I don't think that it's really effective either way. I don't know. See, I'm one of those guys that I argue that. So like when fans are like, is home field advantage? I don't like first that of all, either. I hate they're it not, because the players fans, aren't from there. They're not from there. Most of them don't live there. Like, even though they're there during the season, it's like, when the season's out, Isaiah McKenzie's down in Florida with his barbecue thing, you know, and then you got, I mean, Josh is in Buffalo, but he's out in California, you know, so it's just like, I, I feel like most of the team, yeah, they, they stick around Buffalo for certain things, but they're gone. Right. And like, they want to be playing in the best conditions possible for them to succeed, you know, and I don't think five feet of snow is, yeah, qualifies as best conditions possible, so. Dan Freddie wants me to tell Sarah to get on a plane right now so she can beat the snow. He says he will show for her in a giant truck. Um, but listen, I'm telling you, so I, I don't see it as like a home field advantage or something that both teams like to play in. The snow game against the Colts a couple of years ago when Shady had that that runoff touchdown in, in overtime. After the game, if you go back and watch like the player interviews, like half of them were like, no, nah, this isn't fun. Like, we don't like this stuff. Like, it's the worst type of game to play. Yeah. In. But fans think, oh, no, it's like when you're a kid and you're out back. No, the difference being out back is when you get cold, you can go in and get some hot chocolate. And your mother is like, hey, I got some cookies. That's not what happens. They have to play that whole game. (laughs) They've all say they don't enjoy playing in the cold. No one enjoys playing in the cold. It hits. they, They say that the hits are different. And when you hit the ground, it's different. It's like hitting cement. So I don't think anyone likes to play in it. And I don't I don't like the whole home field advantage stuff, too, with the weather. I, I think that right. the one thing is that we got the fans. But someone joked today about um, the fact that everyone's going to be so bundled up. It's not like you're going to be able to hear a scream. So <laughs> you got the scarf around your face and, you know, it's not happening. Well, let's and I think it. the high is 29 degrees. So it's going to be cold, too. Cold and snow. See twenty nine. That just that you cussing at me. You cussing. See, at me. I can do that. I can. I can do cold. I can. Uh, I can't. I cannot. Yeah, I, I was. 
precipitation. Gab, on Sunday, I literally had on four layers and four, like four layers, like thermals and uh, sweaters and then a hoodie and then my jacket. And then I brought another hoodie in. So four layers plus my jacket what and I brought another hoodie. Um, it was 33 uh, during the game. And I was miserable. Like was I had two pairs of socks it. on. Like I had two pairs of pants on. I was miserable. And I even had the hand, the hand yeah. warmer thingies. No, I was well, miserable. I like, the best investment <laughs> I've ever made. I got this North Face coat and it, I'm not very tall. So it works out well for me. It literally goes to my ankles and zips all the way up. Oh, and that's has, awesome. like built in gloves that you zip on it. Yeah. You know what I miss? And I'm about to show my age a little bit here. I miss first downs. Like, why, why, why they can't bring those back? Give me a first down with some, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I need that in my life. If I'm going to come back to Buffalo for a game, I need a first down bubble coat with the, you know what I mean? With the side pockets. That's I, need I need to find, I heard that there is uh, the, these vests that are heated that don't have batteries in them because if the, if the security finds the batteries, they'll make you take the batteries out. So unfortunately it's the stupidest rule I've ever heard when you play in Buffalo, but I heard that there's ones that um, don't run on batteries and they last for like 12 hours. So I need to find one of those, the heated vests. So I'm going to start Googling that. <laughs> I had a moment said players should be allowed a nip of whiskey at the start of each quarter. I need a half a bottle. As a matter of fact, I need Sarah's <laughs> whole bar that's behind her. I need that before every quarter. Mm. So Gab, let's get into it though. I know you, um, you do your thing with FanDuel. So I want to ask some questions about, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, I know they don't have the parlays and stuff up yet. But uh, I think it's um, what nine and a half points. Nine and a half. It went up. Yeah. A, it went up a point, or it went up. Yeah, it was at eight and a half. Eight and a half when it's opened. But but like the real question is, is anyone even going to score more than a touchdown? <laughs> well, so supposedly, supposedly, games like this is why we drafted Josh Allen because he supposedly has the type of arm that he can throw through any conditions. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I just feel bad for everybody involved. I do now, and I'm not saying that oh, with full man. sarcasm to the point where I'm saying I don't believe in Josh Allen. I think the guy is amazing. However, I just don't. I don't think people really understand that that players don't enjoy playing in this stuff. Yeah, if they think like that this. they're tough like football guys. I'm like, well, everybody wants good conditions for your work environment. So, yeah. So first, I guess I'll ask off the top. You just talked about the spread there. Um, how, do you see it going that way? Do you see like the Bills actually covering it? Or do you think it's going to be one of those things like, okay, the Bills will probably oh win God. or whoever see, wins, but it's going to be close. Think, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game at all. So it's probably going to be close. And by that, it could be like 14 nothing. Can they even make a field goal? Can they even kick an extra point? I don't know. Maybe it's going to be like, Oh, Especially with 20, 20 mile per hour wins. The one game, what was the score of the Browns Bills game? That was like it was six. like nine to six. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was in Cleveland, right? Uh, so you might that was in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. You guys definitely need to get payback for that game. <laughs> no, they don't uh, need it this year. They don't need payback this year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. So, well, let's let's get into the game. So, I mean, I just asked about the run game. I asked about that. So, with the weather being what it is, um, let's start with Sarah, and, and I'll ask about, like, the Bills side of things. What do the Bills have to do both offensively and defensively to, to make sure that we don't drop three in a row and we actually get back on? Because I feel like – I feel like in 10 days, I need I need to 
the team to be eight and three in 10 days. And right now mm -hmm. they have to go through Cleveland to get to seven and three, and then they go to, for Thanksgiving. What has to happen for that to happen? Yeah. Offensively, I think it's as simple as establishing the run uh, or, you know, quick passes, screen passes, um, quick, easy throws uh, to get, you know, quick, you know, quick yardage, get the ball out of uh, Josh's hands so that we don't have to worry about uh, Garrett and, um, you know, Brown, the Browns defense. So I think that, you know, though that's pretty much it on offense and on defense. You know, oh, well, let me also say Josh Allen, protect the freaking ball. That that's the other thing. <laughs> protect the freaking ball. And I think we'll be fine on offense. On defense, it's it's the opposite. It's, you know, it, you know, establishing that, you know, we're going to control the line of scrimmage and we're going to make sure that they do not run all over us. And uh, I think that we can show that we could do that. Um, hopefully we're healthy enough um, that Milano and Edmonds are both playing because I think we need both of them to play. And uh, if we can establish that and we can make sure that they don't, you know, that Hunt and um, – God, why am I Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb, he's on my my fantasy team. Um, you know, to make sure that uh, both of them don't run all over us. Yeah, she wouldn't trade them to me either. I, I asked. I would not. <laughs> she wouldn't give them to me. So we'll gab on the flip side because, I, like I said, I, I feel like support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge. That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a... 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Honest, so this is this is honest, Spence. This is like not me being so. It's not just because you're on the show. I think Jacoby Brissett is a better quarterback than people have given him credit for. I think he's done a better job this season than what people want to give him credit for. And I don't think that he's losing games for you at all. I think there's other mistakes. I well, think yeah, there's the other things. Yeah, the defense is so bad. The defense well, is the worst in the league besides the Lions. Like if you're gonna say two people are bad, it's gonna be Cleveland and Detroit every single time and every single joke. And I guess it worked out here too. So. Right. So so with that being the case, the Bills have had some injuries on defense. I still don't think I mean, I don't know if we're going to get Jordan back. I don't know if Tremaine is going to be healthy enough to play. I don't know. You know, so there's still some injuries on defense that the offense might be able to do their thing. I don't know. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm the guy that comes into these games like, look, we already overlooked the Jets that we were supposed to blast. You know, no, did you see our game against the Jets? I mean, touche. <laughs> that was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. But God, offensively, so offensively, you guys are, you know, like I said, you have something is, there. Yeah, the offense is fun to watch sometimes. Um, 
I think our fans get a little mad. They're gonna they're not gonna be as mad this week because I guess we're only gonna have to run the ball. They get mad that they don't run Nick Chubb over twenty five times a game, and I'm like, you can't do that, guys. You really can't. Yeah. Not, you're not, not gonna get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you do that every week, and then you're going to get an injured running back like Tennessee last year. You know, it's like you, you just yeah. run these guys into the ground, and then all of a sudden, you know, come right. to playoffs, you don't have – well, I don't – not being funny, I don't think this year is the well, year for you, playoffs. Clearly. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> There's Browns fans today tweeting about, well, this, this, and this happens. Playoffs, I'm like, stop it. No, Please yeah, stop yeah. it. You guys are stressing me out. Yeah, playoffs um, ain't happening. <laughs> right, but no, you guys should literally – I said you can't run the ball that many times – Against the Browns, yes, you can. So, well, yeah. so aside from what we just talked about, like, so now if you, if you're the Browns head coach and you're coming to this game, what what's the game plan? What are you telling your team? This is what we have to do to go into Orchard Park and to beat these Bills. Do not fumble. Do not let them run a million times. And guess what? Both are going to happen, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have like I have no. Nothing. I'm going all in on them because they make me so mad every single year. Your faith is gone, huh? <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever had it. Uh, well, let me ask you this then. Like, look into the future in a bit. We can get back to this oh. game, but uh, yeah, I know. I know. This is so for me, this is a tough conversation to have for several reasons. And I'm sure for you, it's, it's even more disgusting at points to have. But Deshaun Watson is back in the building now. He can practice and he's, or at least study yeah, with taking, the team. He's taking all the first team reps right now. So they're basically giving up these two games, it seems like. Not like I don't think we ever had a chance against the Bills or Tom Brady. But yeah. Well, I don't know. After seeing what I saw with Tom Brady this past Sunday, I know they came. I, oh, listen, man. That was funny. First of all, why did they even run that play with him? Like that just, that was the funniest thing I've <laughs> seen in a long time. And he tripped him. So, man. but. But how do you feel, or, and how's the fan base view on Deshaun Watson being back? And are they excited? You know, is there I mean, excitement people, amongst the fan base? There's people, obviously, there's fans that are excited. There's fans that have been excited this whole time. Then there's fans that are like, well, like, screw this team. I already hate you anyway. So I'm going to hate you even more. Yeah. Well, how do you personally feel about the whole situation? Because I know well, you Well, the day the he comes with- back, I'm going to the Bengals Chiefs game and I'm not watching. Okay. So. That's no, I respect it. No, I respect it. I don't want to watch. I don't want to talk. I don't want to like, I don't even want to see it because it like disgusts me that they're playing the Texans. The first game back, you kind of picked a different game. Right. Yeah. That's going to be ugly. That like the whole, just everything around it, the storyline. And you know, you know, that's probably going to be the most watched game that week, even though it's going to, it's not two of the best teams, but it's going to be one of the games that everybody wants to watch. And it sucks because like, there's people on the team that I want to see succeed, you know? But, like, at what cost does that leave people? There's so many right. good guys on there. There's so many guys. Like, Nick Chubb, I want him to be out there. I want him to be the best running back in the league. But then you have that. And I'm like, it's just, yeah. I want Amari Cooper to eat, but I hate that he has to eat. Like, I, I hate that he has to be and fed And he's doing so well, you know? He is. He is. He's actually consistent in my fantasy league. But even outside of that, like, I liked Amari Cooper yeah, when he was in Yeah, Amari so. seems like a great guy. And What's it? But, I mean, all the players on the team, they're probably excited for him to be there. You think? Oh, 100%. I think you put Deshaun Watson, this is, how I, this is how I think it is for them. You put him on any team, and the players are excited for him to be there because he wins football games. Well, not really wins, but he's really good. And yeah. I feel like he – I don't know. I just feel like all the guys feel like they've been in similar situations where people have tried to, like, u- use them for things. 
So they just like rally around him and like, I don't know. It's just weird. Sarah, what are your thoughts on, on the whole with I Watson mean, returning or just really anything on, on Watson at this point? Yeah. I mean, I think I've, I've been way vocal, probably more vocal than I should have been the, throughout the, the off season. Um, I was a Watson fan. I was a huge Watson fan. I was uh, too, way before, yeah. Yeah, and the more, you know, and I'll be honest, when the the, the information first came out, I was just like, eh, you know, you know, one or two people, you know, it's it, it probably could be a scam. And I, you know, and I felt bad. The more the more people that came forward, I started feeling bad for the people, the first people that came forward because I doubted it. And you know, it's not the worst thing someone can do i mean we've seen some pretty terrible things that some of these players have done um but i wish he the play yeah yeah i wish he would have been suspended for the year though um i feel like it's brought too much attention to the to the season i wish it would have taken place last year so we could have gotten it over and done with you know a lot of people are like well he paid his dues he sat out last year well they sat out because the texans didn't want to deal with any of it so I just honestly think that uh, it would have been better if he, you know, was suspended the whole year. My biggest thing is I hate what the Browns did, giving him a guaranteed, co- you know, contract. I th- feel like they like rewarded him for for bad behavior and getting traded. Like that's, you know, it, part of me is like, you know, he wanted out of t- Houston, he got out of Houston. Now he has this big, huge, you know, guarantee contract. He, you know, still makes all of his money of that, you know, contract, and all he had to pay was a five million dollar you know, fine, and then sit out 11 games. So I, it just, it, it kind of irks me how everything played out. And that's kind of where I lost the um, respect, I guess I had, if I had, you know, any, I did have some, I will say for, for the Browns, um, I kind of lost that respect. And now um, I'll be honest, I actually rooted for the Patriots over the Browns because I'm like, I just don't want the Browns to win right now. <laughs> and it's, it's hard for me to say that, but I, I just don't want them to succeed this year. Next year is another year. Well, you know, we can kind of, you know, put our gloves on and start duking it out again. But I don't want them to have success. And, you know, I'm glad it went up to 11 games because now I'm like doing the math in my head. And I'm like, OK, even if they win out, you know, if they're if, uh, you know, when he comes back, is there a potential that, <laughs> that they could still go to the playoffs? So I'm I'm a little salty and I guess it, it shows. <laughs> The desperation. Well, yeah, the season was over when, like, the season was already over. As soon as they said eleven games, I'm like, "Yeah, pack it up, boys and girls. They're done. Like, you're not getting anything." When the desperation to sign them to that contract, now it almost makes it like, because no other team is wanting to give out that type of money to any player. And obviously, if you're going to say that anybody in this in the position deserves one right now, it's probably Lamar Jackson. And it seems right. like the Ravens are like, "We're not going to give you a fully guaranteed contract." And it's like. This should be flipped, you know, like it should be where Lamar has his contract. And then it's like with Watson, like, no, nah, dude, you got to come back and prove that you, A, got your mind right enough to play the game again. And you got to be a decent human being. But um, is that the feeling around Cleveland that it was like a desperation thing to get? Because I know I know it was like, which is weird to me, too. There was like a, a bidding war for this dude. So Right. Like, so that's like the worst part about it is that there were so many teams going to do that, like 12, yeah. which is disgusting. In its own, but like it just, it just makes it so much worse that it's Cleveland. It was like half the amount of women that accused him. Like that's how many. Like it's just it's so bad. It's literally so bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, oh, it's just never ending here. You know, 
Yeah. Okay. We can move on from this. Cause like I said, it's always a heavy topic and I don't <laughs> quite want to talk about it, but it's obvious like, okay, right. Cleveland is coming up. Yeah. They're I think I manifested him onto my football team and that's the part that I hate the most. Like I, I swear. And how did you do that? Cause I, like you said, like I was, I was a big Deshaun Watson fan. Like I thought he was awesome when he was with the Texans. So like, he's so good. I want him on my football team. When Odell tore his ACL against the Bengals, they said Odell will not return. My reply was trade for Deshaun Watson. Like I had so many tweets that year saying trade for Deshaun, trade for Deshaun, trade for Deshaun. And now I'm like, why the F would I ever put mm. that out there? They listen to you. So bad. Yeah. They listen to you. Yeah. The wrong time. <laughs> they definitely. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Well, let's get back to this game and let's talk a little bit about, so you, we both mentioned fumbles or, or turnovers when it comes down to it. I know how much um, respect and admiration that you have for our quarterback what the hell is happening to Josh? Like the last couple, last three games now, he has at least two turnovers in each game. This last game was probably the worst when you look at the situation, like the fumble in the end zone um, at the end of regulation, the interception in overtime, it just looks costly, like horrible turnovers. What do you think? And I thought it was the elbow at first. He didn't look injured to me. Like his elbow didn't seem to be a problem. What do you think is happening to Josh? And then Sarah, you can follow up with another, with the answer to that too. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's the elbow either. I think he's thinking about the elbow. And once you start thinking about it, it makes you probably compensate in some way and not do the things that you're used to doing. And you're probably scared for that to happen again. But um, I don't know. It's just like the decision making is not very good. Just take it back a little bit because we all know that he's a great quarterback. Yeah. At least – top three all the time. I would say right now he's maybe like third best in the league because he's been up and down a little. But, um, man, I don't know. I think it may be a confidence thing. I don't know. That's just – you beat the Chiefs. We did. And now – yeah. It's like we, we beat the Chiefs, but it's like it, – my, my concern is I don't think the players feel this way, but I know like the fan base, you know, f a lot of player people are arguing about like, well, well, damn, was that like our Super Bowl? You know, like because that that's what it seems like now. And it's like I don't think we showed so. up for that. Well, you got to from a from a standpoint, when you look at yeah. the team emotionally, now it just doesn't seem like they're showing up for the games that they need to be showing up for. So it's like, did we did we work ourselves up for this? juggernaut matchup between mm -hmm. the bills and the chiefs and then we win and we gave everything we had and now it's like okay we got it now we, we them boys and then you fall to the jets who everybody and i still say they beat us so i'm gonna respect them and say like they beat us they're ahead of us in the division right now um that, you know so they beat us yeah we're better than the jets like we're better 100%. than miami miami is good as well i think Tua ha is having an mvp type season his yeah, receivers are amazing bias. there we go so, again, you know, so it's like I, I respect these guys. I respect these teams, but we're better than them. And it's like now for the moment, we're looking up at them in the division. And I don't like that. Like, I don't like that at all. Well, this is how this is how I feel like it's going to play out. And this is my outside perspective. And this is maybe me being a little biased. But you guys are going to win the division. Mm -hmm. Screw the Dolphins. Jets, frauds, <laughs> Patriots, frauds. I don't know why the Jets and Patriots are like saying that they have a chance to even do this. No. Not going to happen. Not happening. Um, you got to lose some games along the way because if you win every single game, it's way more pressure. It's like the Eagles. Like, there's no way that they were going to go undefeated. They needed to lose at least one game before making it to the playoffs. 
Well, yeah, I think it's going to yeah. be fine. Yeah, I think it's going to be fine. You're always going to lose some games, some crazy games, and then you'll be good. I think I think Bills fans, and Sarah, I'm, I'm sure you can attest to this. I think for Bills fans, the problem is that we lost two games in the division. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that that's what puts us, you know, it put us all into a worry to begin with. And then to, to you know, to lose this game. And both of those games that we lost to the division, you know, it was – we shouldn't have lost either of them. We did, but we shouldn't have. And, you know, to, to go into games and feel like you're dominating and then to, you know, to lose the game um, towards the end, it, it, it's kind of deflating. And I think that that's where we're, we're at right now with and with Josh. I think Josh is putting too much on his, his shoulders and he's forcing too much. I think that that, you know, he feels – like he needs to do all the, you know, these crazy things. And when he does all these crazy things, sometimes it just doesn't work the way we want it to work out. Um, there was a couple of passes yesterday that, you know, to be honest, he was bailed out. Um, you know, Stefan had a really great catch. Um, Mackenzie had two, which surprised the heck out of me. Um, but, oh, it, you know, <laughs> but it was, you know, if it wasn't for some of those catches, then, um, it, you know, could have even been, you know, it could have been worse. But I think Josh is just forcing it a little bit too much. And I think that he had a really good game. Honestly, he had a really good game up until um, the second half. Um, and to have, you know, two interceptions and a fumble um, and basically, you know, a quarter when you add it all up, well, a quarter and a half when you add it all up. It's, you know, I don't want to say it's uncharacteristic of him because it's starting to be characteristic of him. Um, so I think he just needs to kind of settle it down. And I think him and Dorsey need to get on the, the same page because I feel like in the beginning of the season, it was a lot of like short and intermediate passes. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Gabe Davis runs wild and, you know, he had that 170 yard game and now i feel like everything's downfield downfield and it's it's not working the same way i think that we need to go back to the short passes and it was you know it was working really well the first you know six weeks of the season so i think if we kind of backtrack and um him and dorsey get on the same page i think that dorsey might be changing things up a little bit um you know i i don't think that, you know, by some of the conversations that you hear with the, the media and stuff, I think that there's, you know, a little bit of uh, arguments of what we've been calling here and there. So my because I agree with you, um, I do think things were switched up. Remember the first I want to say the first four games of the season, it seemed like they were using digs for the short over the middle type passes like four yard receptions that turn into eight yard gains or six yard receptions that turn into a first down. And I feel like they kind of got away from that. Now, again, you mentioned that catch. Did you see my dog? Did you see him? Yeah. Grab, did you see him reach up to the heavens mm -hmm. and grab manna from heaven on that play? That boy reached up. I, I probably strained my back just trying it just then. <laughs> dog, did you see my boy Steph Gap? Like, woo. you know, what's like the craziest part about it. Like that was the catch of the year. Okay. Like the catch of the year. Okay. that was the catch of the year until we saw until the best catch it. in NFL until history. I'm like, you can't be for real. <laughs> I was like, so crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Before you came on, Gab, I said the same thing. I'm like, it's it's sad that that catch right. will not even be remembered because of JJ's catch afterwards. Man, that was wild. Um, also, I feel like I have another thing that people aren't like realizing when you're talking about like Josh Allen, even like Jalen Hurts. You're gonna see it with. Lamar, you're going to see it with Justin Herbert. You're going to see it with Patrick Mahomes. These quarterbacks are like, a, they make electric plays. They're not going to do little Tom Brady 
15 yard pass to get it down the field. They're going to throw the ball far and they're going to run. And when you do that, you're going to turn it over sometimes. And I think that's the way the league is moving to. I mean, we would all love if the quarterbacks didn't turn it over if there are quarterbacks, but I feel like that's how a lot of quarterbacks are playing. Yeah. So. They were talking about that this morning on ESPN that it's kind of, you know, kind of going debating back and forth about yeah. Josh, but that's, that's what it is. You know, once you have an explosive player like that, they're going to make mistakes here and there. Mm-hmm. You got to take some of the bad with the good, but unfortunately yeah. it's just at the wrong time. See, I, but see, I agree to an extent, like I'm okay with the interception in the end zone where they went for it on fourth and whatever. I'm not okay with the I'm play not. call. Well, no, I'm right. not okay with the play. Yeah, call. Okay. What okay. I'm saying is so once the play, <laughs> Once you hike the ball and you're, and you're committed to the play, okay, give somebody a chance because you're either going to turn it over on downs, score a touchdown, or turn it over, whatever. So I'm okay with him saying, look, I'm going to fling this thing out there and get it in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not okay with the play call. But then I'm also not okay I'm not okay with the play call on our own goal line to, to a, a quarterback yeah. sneak. But, again, the thing about Josh is he was playing before he got the ball. Like you, if you watch the replay, he's literally like, you could tell he was already in go mode before the ball was like mm-hmm. in his hands, which is why I think he fumbled. And it's just so, it's so frustrating. Um, Cause I know you mentioned Mahomes gap. I think, I think Mahomes is just as, he's just as exciting. Um, he doesn't run like Josh or as much as Josh, but he protects the ball a whole lot more, especially with Tariq Hill not there. He's not throwing the ball down the field like he used to. So I just I don't know I I'm I'm um he's I don't still giving up anything. some though he's giving mm-hmm. up a few not like that he he's not he's not leading the league in interceptions well he was last year yes he was last year he doesn't have to rekill I think if you look at right. the way his game is now he's he he's still good he's still but he's winning he's games. had to settle down a little bit so mm-hmm. you're that's what has to happen with Josh he needs to settle down a little bit and stop going for the home run all the time but. I mean, I'm going to go back to that play, those play calls. Second and two, like, come on. Second and two, third and two, fourth and two, and we pass, pass, pass. Some, I mean, I hope, I, I literally hope that at the end, McDermott and Dorsey had the, the biggest conversation ever because we ran the ball effectively for, for almost, you know, two and a half quarters. Why would you not at least trust Josh? To get those two yards, why throw three consecutive downs? Man, they yards? let Jacoby Brissett do that. They might as well <laughs> Josh Allen. And my thing is, we've seen it work where they give the ball to Josh and like, because I've been mad at times where they it's like third and four and they do a quarterback sweep to the outside, but they have like a like they have four guys blocking for him. Why couldn't you do that on second and two? Then okay, we don't get it third and two. Or right. how about this? In the first half, freaking Isaiah, Mc- Isaiah McKenzie. See, somebody in the comments said him, not Isaiah. Uh, Singletary had two rushing touchdowns, and when they were giving him that was the ball wild. in the first half, he looked like a freaking beast. Like, what, what are we yep. doing? And then all of a sudden, we stopped. It was like the weirdest thing. Like, why did we? I mean, I know he had a couple where he was kind of stopped, you know, for no gain or for, you know, a negative yard here and there. But the second you get scared and you go away from it, then th- then they know that you you're not going to run the ball anymore. It just it was just crazy for me that you know we were doing so well and then we we just stopped everything that was working we stopped and I mean Josh could have picked up those two yards with his legs and and that's what kills me and it just the whole yeah. game would have been over. Imagine if you guys had like a like no offense to your running backs, but like a running back, like a real 
running back. That would be insane. That'd be well, you know what? For because I know you got to get on out of here soon. You have another show you're doing, but um, we were linked to a Kareem Hunt trade. I was saying that'd be not for myself, but like for you guys, that'd be sick. He's he'd be he's not like the best running back in the league, but he's better than what you have. Well, so my question is, is like not even a question because because i mean you just said it like could you imagine if yeah he's not derrick henry he's not um whatever but he's a very good running back yeah and if we had a guy that was that uh, i just think he's electric when he does get his opportunities and he has a chance to kind of get into a rhythm he does some things that i mean you're not every team doesn't have one if so the bills wouldn't Mm -hmm. be talking about it so um you know was there and is there like a imbalance there too because i do feel like you should have a two-headed monster and i I feel like a couple years ago like you know there was a two-headed monster but now it just seems like it's a chub type off that probably sounds bad the way i said it it's but it's chubb's offense and then uh kareem hunt you know he gets in where he fits in as opposed to it being like a two-headed monster back there what's the difference this year with your run offense i well i feel like you just know the browns are going to run the ball they're going to freaking stack it in you can't really run like that which we've seen the last couple of weeks, everyone's like, well, why, why aren't they running that much? They are. They're just not getting to where they used to be because they know that we're not going to throw that much. So that's probably the issue. And I think the issue is like Kareem wanted to leave because he wants to be the number one guy. I think he wants to get paid a lot of money, but that's not going to happen either. You're 28 years yeah. old on a second team on a second chance. Yep. You're not going to get that kind of money. You're going to get some money, but you're not going to get what – you think you're going to get. Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. And 28 is kind of that, that shelf right, right. now. Like with you, running back. you are an old man. Yeah. Yeah. For running back. You're about Absolutely. to go out there with a walker at this point. You're 28 years old <laughs> as a running back. So, I mean, his, to his, you know, I guess benefit is he has been, you know, only getting 30 or 40% of, you know, the snaps yeah. on offense. So he hasn't been used as much. So, you know, he might really realistically only be like, say, 26 on the field type thing. So I think that he probably still has a couple of good years left. But if he yeah, thinks he's going to get paid after what he's – he hasn't really been doing much with Cleveland this year. So I don't think – you know, he'll, he has, I think he's had one or two breakout games, and then that's, that's about it. Chubb has – you know, pretty much carried um, the team when it comes to running, you know, to mm-hmm. running the ball. So and like, I why wouldn't they, get, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I don't think he's going to get what he thinks he's going to get. He, he can help a lot of teams for sure, but it's just not going to be. Yeah. It's not yeah. Gonna be. And that was my argument against um, trading for him was, you know, unless it's, unless we're just using it for mm-hmm. rental for the, the rest of the year. Right, I didn't think that contract's up anyways. his contract's up. I didn't think that we would, you know, be willing to pay him what he would want. And he was already, you know, at the beginning of the year, he was already, you know, trying to get more money. I could I see him that, going to the Dolphins. I could absolutely see that. But and I think the problem with the way the trade didn't happen, I think it came down to what the the Browns were asking for him. I, I think the I think the the inquiry was real. Like I know a lot of people right. think that. You know, I, but I just think the Browns wanted a little bit more compensation than the Bills were willing to give for a rental. Yeah, because so. why would the Browns want to give Kareem to someone like that they would be playing? Right. Yeah. And I get that because Kareem would have probably ran for 
you know, 200. Especially on this yeah. defense. Yeah, man. he would have he ran for 200 this weekend. Oh, so, well, Gab, like I said, I know you got to get on out of here. So before I do, let me um, a get a let me get a um, prediction for the, the score for the game. Then okay. uh, plug your shows and plug any content you got coming up this week. Mm. And uh, then we'll get on out of here. Man, I can't even give you a prediction. Um, maybe like <laughs> it's going to be an ugly game. I don't know if anyone's going to have that much fun. And mm. the Bills will win, and it'll be like 17 to like six. Oh, my God. That was my prediction. <laughs> and, and the six was because they scored a touchdown, but they yeah, don't they get missed. the extra point. They missed. <laughs> That's great. That's my prediction. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, well, we'll go ahead. I, I, I think I, I'm agreeing with you, but I do actually. I, I I think I think both teams score a little bit more than that. I do. I think I think the Bills score like 23 points. I I think this is one of those games where Josh does have like 85 yards rushing, a touchdown on the ground. Mm -hmm. Singletary ends up with the touchdown. This is the game that Hines actually gets a touchdown, and, and Bills fans is like, oh, this is why we traded for this dude. And then on the other side. I think this is a game where Kareem Hunt finally is like, see, I'm still here, guys. I, so I think, think Kareem's scoring. That's my that's my prediction. Yeah. And I think Chubb is, I mean, he he's gonna get his every game. So right. that what so I just think it's gonna be like one of those like 23, you know, like to 13 or 12. You know, I think it's gonna be one of those games, but but no, I agree with everybody. Like it's not gonna be, you know, yeah, coming to the season, everybody looked at the, the Browns game and was like, Oh, we're gonna blow them out. Nah, not with this weather, man. It ain't happening. I have yeah. a question. Are we even going to be able to see the game? Like, actually, like, see it. I will from the TV. But mm. are are you going to be able to though? It's going to be a snowstorm. It was. It was. You know what? You know what? I'm hoping it's not going to be like it was for that that Colts game because like you couldn't see the lines on the field. Like you couldn't see anything, and it just made for an ugly. I get it. Some fans like to watch it around the country, and people who've never experienced snow. Guess what? I don't guys? like it. Snow sucks, and it ruins it everything. It sucks. That's why I left. <laughs> So, Gab, go ahead and shout everything out that you got going on this week, your show, your, your okay. wonderful co-host, and, and any other content you got going on. Well, we just had our show before this. It's Unsportsmanlike Conduct. It's on FanDuel's Twitch and YouTube. It's live Tuesdays, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. You can come by. It's it's fun. We literally talk shit for an hour. And then I'm, I'm not going, I don't think. I just really don't think I will be at this football game. I will be watching this football game, and I'll be talking about it. And then you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Gab Gowdy, G A B B G O U D Y. And um, it'll be a fun one, I guess. All right. So, uh, Sarah, you want to plug your, you got, you got a show. Three I do. Rush, I that, do. That thing. I am one third of the Three Men Rush with Jerry O and Cole on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Uh, check us out. We talk college, we talk uh, the Bills, of course, and uh, show some love. Come check us out. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how to do it over here. It's your boy, Jay Spencer King, representing Buffalo Rumblings, Vidcast, and Podcast Network. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. Code of conduct.